Hey, it's Madison Chase, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV. If you are following us on YouTube live streaming, we are talking shots fired. Boom, boom, boom. We got a special guest kind of in the house. Stay tuned. See who it is. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This is my jam. So this is freedom. It don't pop like no open. Yep. I know it, it oh, did. No, no, no. Open, yep. <laughs> I know. But it's it's called freedom, and this is an amazing song by Pharrell. So we are talking shots fired episode two. I am your host Madison Chase Fitness. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Madison Chase Fit and on YouTube at One Mad Chase. So if you're streaming live and you got questions. Because we have some answers. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I think we have answers because the show. Okay, so let's let's talk to my other co-hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Paula Bryant Ellis, and you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter, P. Bryant Ellis. And our special co-host guest. Not? <laughs> but not, not really. Just because I'm not going to lie. Couch. This couch is very, like, it's I comfy. see why people would feel important if they're here. Yeah. Because your eyes are on me. Right? And I, right. I do love the attention. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to lie. <laughs> but you guys can follow me at uh, D'Angelo at D'Angelo TV. I am not a special guest. We will have a special guest. We will. Time. Next, hopefully yeah. the next show or, um, so I'll actually won't be here, but we'll have, we're going to get somebody. No. I'm going to be teaching fitness classes somewhere Goodness. special I, she, you're, you're on it too up on your Instagram you thank you yeah. thank you D'Angelo but this, this is not about me we're gonna talk well, about we can talk about shots you shots fired <laughs> I'm the guest right <laughs> yeah, you are yeah, I wanna guest. talk about how great you are or at least oh, your Instagram oh thank profile. you wow. and so are you D'Angelo oh, that's great you. fishing for a compliment there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it you don't need it okay let's talk about the, the opening scene is like it was a cliffhanger. It was good. It was, it was good. Long. And yeah. then they kind of left you hanging because the scene opens with Deputy Beck coming up. He's pulling up in the driveway. He's moving toys out of the way. What you would do as a dad and mm-hmm. a man in the dark says Deputy Beck, and he looks and it's Jesse's father, mm-hmm. right, Randy, who pulls a gun out on him. And it's interesting that he said, I don't know what your pain is. Deputy Beck said that. Mm -hmm. But then Randy, like, it ends up kind of being like a a gun, like Deputy Beck pulls out his gun. And so you don't know because they kind of leave you with a cliffhanger. So what did you guys think about that that first scene? Because I was like, it was a really good opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, like, that is the ending scene. Right. 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 It really that's, is. That's their trend the, for the season. The uh, first episode was the the shooting. Right. They mm. just they they pull you in. I guess you know it makes sense from from the pers- perspective of the show. Like they're still probably trying to get an audience. So like if you're you just you just tune in, you know you flipping channels right. and you see that. Yeah. You're probably gonna stop and look at it for a yeah. little bit. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. I thought I thought it was um, a great perspective mm-hmm. in that. Um, the pain of two fathers mm-hmm. s- standing there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of interesting because you know we have to come back to this because it ends on the father, Jesse's father, saying, I know exactly what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That- and then we never see him for the, the, for the rest, rest of the, of the episode. episode. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, where's Jesse's father? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but know. then the interesting thing about Jesse's father is, I don't know if you remember the scene at the funeral of Jesse mm-hmm. where yeah, very he, emotional. he talks to the mother mm-hmm. and the mother says thank you for showing up like pretty much he had it seems like he's an absent father and she raised her son by he hadn't been there he no hadn't been not pretty there much she, definitely I mean, yeah. pretty much definitely yeah. but it's interesting that you know now he finds the time like now you want to claim your son when you didn't even know him when you pretty much have been dead to or him or it could have been maybe it was a divorce maybe it was a divorce as the boy got yeah, yeah, you yeah, know maybe yeah. midway and things fell apart right we didn't even know until this that there was a father that there was a existed, father which right? just says a lot you know yeah. yeah i think um i took that his statement of i know exactly what happened as symbolic mm. he knows exactly what he wants to believe happened mm-hmm. so that he can direct his anger towards someone so ah. he can direct his anger towards the cop mm-hmm. that's how i took it and i think that his his actions and thoughts 
correlate to maybe a lot of a, a certain population of the people for this trial for this like now national mm. trial okay. like everyone certain people especially in big cases like this you want to be able to direct your anger at someone right. so you're going to believe what you want to believe whether it's true or not right that's how i took it but, that's a yeah. good point yeah that's a very good point um and then um the second scene we see uh ash kind of dealing with you know being a parent and she realizes that she she's on the phone with her, her she's attorney, on the, right? Yep, she's on the yeah. phone with her attorney. Talking about the custody hearing. The custody. Fighting for custody. Yes. Right? She doesn't know there's going to be mm-hmm. a hearing yet. Mm-hmm. They really plan up this emotional break that she is supposed to have had as a police officer. Mm, and they've alluded the to shooting. some things, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah. they haven't really said what, what it is, what it is mm-hmm. and that it's causing her kind of all this anger that she has bottled up. Yeah, and you see that, like, even her voicemail. Like, as simple as her voicemail, leave it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, okay. Or her dress. She looks like, you know, jacket up to here, you know, like she might have slept in the Right Same in her clothes. clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, it is yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, you know what? What I like, or what's interesting about that, is usually when there there's a dynamic, like in a cop investigative show, uh-huh. usually it's not often that the female is that person. Usually right. it's the that's guy. True. Right. You know what I mean? The female is the stable person or the the love interest or whatever. But right. she, in this show, in the show that is. Uh, contradicting general perceptions and yes. things. everything. E- right, with everything. Yep. Everything. And, and everything. We see it even in the casting and the writing from the characters. Like I mean, the her. governor is a woman, right. and the she says, I'm it. just, I'm the first governor of this state, mm-hmm. and then you have the female pastor, which right. you never see. And then right. you have the, the kind of the polar opposite of the male pastor who didn't want the female pastor. Right. Yes. Then you have the little that girl game. who's the kicker yes. on the team. Right. So you have all of these. Which I, I love. Yeah, I love it's, just flip, it's familiar Everything. scenarios and they're flipping the way you look at it. Which Every I love. single Absolutely. thing but they've done. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. Although they didn't change that all-white police force. Oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some things are just, you know. <laughs> they did, but some, you have Preston on the, on the... as a And he's the guy that killed. I think it's strong. I like the way they did that. And sure. I like how they kind of play him up as like they called him Black Jesus which I think is hysterical oh yeah <laughs> or Jackie yeah. Robinson they called or him that Jackie too. Robinson yeah, Jackie oh Robinson. that's funny because so he much. was in the that's interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah after the funeral uh, did we talk about the funeral no a little bit we touched on a little we bit we touched on a little bit I thought it was interesting that um, that the mother uh, Jill Hennessy I can't remember her name on the mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. um had her son's funeral at this primarily black, black church. church. Oh, right. Was it right. at their church or did the black church people, black church choir sing? Yeah. Well, when yeah. you looked around, it was set up like it was predominantly a, a black, black church. church. Okay. And, and you might most be right. of the congregation was, was black, black, right? I mean, yeah. And then come on now. Um, it's interesting. So there's the governor, you know, right mm-hmm. behind the mother. Mm-hmm. How many, how many young African-American males have been killed and you see the governor at their funeral. Mm, exactly. Oh, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's a good point, Paula. Probably yeah. none. Yeah, right. Zero. And, and then uh, Shamika, I think that's the... Shamika, uh-huh. Joey, Joey Campbell's Joey mother. Campbell's. Yeah, and she was not there and I mean, it's 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 just ironic. She's watching... She's watching She's it. watching it and yeah. you know she didn't get this type of attention for yeah. right. a very Her similar son. case. You know? Yeah, which so. is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then I think, too, I love Pastor Janae, played by Aisha Hines. Um, mm-hmm. Her really press good. conference, she's amazing. Yeah. I love her statement after. Like, you really see kind of what people should be doing in times like this. Like, when instances happen like this. Like, it should be kind of let's pull these people and these mothers together and stand for each other kind of thing. So, I'm I, like... She, I, that part of it was really good, right? Mm-hmm. You saw her connect and do all those things. But then that final scene with her... When they come to her and they say the governor's on the phone and she has that smile, yeah. she looked like the devil there for yeah. a minute. You Did said you, well, he yeah, said because I, like, I didn't even notice the devil. I didn't even notice the smile until uh, like that was about something, something else. else. Everybody like, has I an won. agenda. Everybody yeah. has an agenda situation. Yeah. That's exactly how so I felt. That was yeah. my question, or the question that struck me when it happened. Uh, do you feel like she's completely one hundred percent just using? The the woman the white the white Jill woman, Jill mm-hmm. uh, is she completely using her has no interest in her her her, in her uh, case. justice mm-hmm. yeah mm. just for you guys I I 
I was unsure in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'm still unsure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder I if she's moved. if she's playing it like if she's a pastor who's an opportunist. Because I think in these times, and not just in these times, but a lot of churches have become businesses. Especially when you're talking about mega churches. They blur the lines. They blur the lines when yeah, you do. see them kind of doing things that you normally wouldn't see back in the day pastors doing. So maybe that was her, ooh, now I'm going to be uh, the mega pastor or maybe the president is going to call me kind of like maybe yeah. that smile was sinister well, she has yeah, a, it was she sinister. Has, that's interesting she has ambitions but, for sure but did you realize in the scene when um they were uh ash and preston were actually going to the houses to talk to people mm-hmm. to figure out what happened to joey right. the young girl who said yeah, yeah, yeah. we found out that you that know. was the scene before. Yeah. And then they cut to the pastor when she said, they said, did you talk to Pastor Janae? And she yeah. had some of her guys. Right. Rough him well, she's up. Not Rough the only, him up. She's not the only intimidating, uh, the police are not the only, into only yes. intimidating factor in the neighborhood. That we're scared of. Which was a great, interesting plot to us. Yeah. yeah. Because at first. We, and then they go to that sinister smile, right? right? And right. it was like. So it's just kind of building up. Maybe yeah. she's not as good as we thought she was. Right, right. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of like still defending her to answer I my own question. That, yeah. Because uh, with. The person who probably she's looking to replace the guy, yeah. it, he has. It doesn't appear from what he's seen that he has any positive agenda. At and all. maybe her sinister smile is just yes, I'm replacing him. this guy who won't allow me to be a lead because I'm a female. Because mm. that's already become clear that he, that's could his be. agenda. That could so be. So hopefully that's could the be. positive factor there. I don't know, but I'm, right. I'm, that's my only. That glass holding, is half yes, full. I need a. I need. I just need. A, I need a church. I need my faith stuff to be positive in the show. I just need no, that. I, to like, you need it. I, I can't, know, I can't have everybody looking bad. I, I know. <laughs> so, I totally agree. And yeah. even in that scene, too, like, I can't remember, was that scene before or after when the pastor, um, the male pastor came to Pastor Janae when she was protesting on the steps? Oh, the that was steps. after, for sure. It was after. This scene was after. This, yeah, the, this the, was all after. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was kind of, that was kind of midway when yeah. he came over and did that little Got sneaky move. You. Okay. Which didn't work. It didn't work at all. (laughs) But I almost got the feeling that when she prayed that he was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, he was. He was shocked. Like, not only was he shocked, but I'm like. Oh, you think he he bought into it? I think. He was believing. I think he was either believing. I didn't. Well, not believing, but. The way he slithered up there. And then when he said after, when they were hugging. Yes, when he was hugging her. But I'm saying I almost felt like he was like. Oh, like maybe he got a little revelation or something. I don't know. Maybe that's like the the glasses. That's your half glass. I think that was him shedding some skin. No, (laughs) 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 I think. Well, because he, he went there, his agenda there was to still flex his muscle as the, right. I'm going to pray for you to I'm help the you. Voice the community. community. And yes. then she was like, no, I got this. Which Get is the heck right. Out my face. It's typical, right? I mean, you hear yes. that all the time mm-hmm. that there are a couple of African-American pastors who feel like they are the voice right. of the black community. Yes. Yeah. And even not just for pastors but there are some other you know like uh, the conscious community Dr. Umar Johnson mm-hmm. and there was another guy named Sarah did you see that it was like a beef that they had where he was like I'm the prince of the conscious movement like it was all of these <laughs> like you see them going like it was like a WWE kind of match like yeah. they were really going in for each other so it's sad that mm-hmm. You know, if we look at, you know, leaders from the past like Malcolm and Martin, like if they would have been able to come together and be like, how different would the movement have been if they finally were like, you know what, I don't care what you believe, if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, I don't really care. But the common goal that we're trying to achieve is this. I think that would have happened if they weren't shot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think. That was the point. It definitely was the plan. I know. I mean, historically, you saw Malcolm X kind of softening. And they were always cordial together. Yes, yes, yes. But I think, to your point, Mm -hmm. that's the issue with now yes there's no because church used to always be the way to get yes african americans i don't know if my generation is as strong in the church as older i generations. totally agree yeah. totally so it's kind agree. of difficult like you have colin kaepernick you have athletes like yes. a lot of different avenues now yeah, that I think get our so get our attention get us together totally mm-hmm. agree and colin mm-hmm. kaepernick is definitely one of them one because of them, yeah. he's, he's yeah, that's your good. age that's a good point. yeah, yeah. So, age, so. And churches are right. Churches are struggling with that whole yeah. concept. The younger gen- generation, for sure. Right. Yeah. Like right. even me personally, like I, I go to church pretty consistently, but it's not many African American, especially men my age, in church ac- across the board. So. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree with yeah, you. So I totally agree. Yeah. 
Uh, and that might be why, because there's not, I think if you were to see more pastors on the front line mm-hmm. doing stuff like supporting Colin Kaepernick and taking a stand when it really matters, you might have a little bit more unification. Yes. For more, sure. Yeah. yeah and then I think a lot of that still, so many of the churches still are practicing religion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's a whole. We can yeah. get that's that a on, whole our, other on our side podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> Theology podcast. Let me whip out some anointing. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Lay hands. Uh, but do you okay. think? Do you think this is still uh, because it's the South, and I guess it is a little different? Do you think the mm. scenario that they're presenting is still the case in the South? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Me too. Absolutely. I believe hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I yeah. totally agree. Like this yeah. is like real life. What would happen in North Carolina, South right. Carolina, Atlanta, and I don't even Texas. I don't think it's a South thing. I think it's a, I definitely think the mentality the, in the South is There's a footprint of that, that, um, is universal. There's I a agree. footprint of this that is universal. It's mm-hmm. not just a North Carolina, South Carolina right. story, right? So, yes, if we were in California, there might be some things that mm-hmm. are a little different about it, but right. the reality of it is not much. But I think the the difference in the South is, like, I've gone to places, no offense if you're from Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> so specific. I love it. But <laughs> I'm sure your comments. Oh, right. <laughs> if you are, please comments comment. Madison, tell us your James thoughts. Fitz, right. right. I said I apologized in advance for this, but coming from a place like Texas, like I'm from a really small town, right? But when I've gone to maybe like five years ago, I went to Shreveport, Louisiana, and even in New Orleans, like going to the Essence Music Festival, there is kind of this spirit where you feel like if you've seen Get Out, have you seen Get Out? It feels like those kind of black people. Yes. Like it feels like, ooh, we not gonna say nothing too loud. Right. It feels like that. Yeah. So you again, feel- that's at Madison. <laughs> <laughs> What's the city no, name? What was the city no, okay, name in Louisiana? So <laughs> say that city name again. I said. I said. <laughs> I, hey, you could be right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying this. This is my feeling. It like, was just the right. way you did it. Uh, then you put the accent in it. You took a. You didn't go like 1950. You went right. to like 1822. Uh, no. <laughs> That's why I, I referenced. Thought she was gonna holler, master. I didn't tell master. I mean, yeah, you did clarify, but you know, I clarified and I said that it feels like the the black people in Get Out, like it felt it felt like that to me. And the example was there was a line of this this restaurant, like you know how pink hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a line to get into the soul food restaurant, right? And I'm looking quotation at marks. quotation marks because I'm looking at the pictures on the wall, and I'm like, okay, I'm in Louisiana. Maybe they're a Gitchy or whatever they call the mm-hmm. people who are mm-hmm. very, very fair skinned mm-hmm. black people. And and so I asked the police officer who just happened to be black, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm excited because I'm like, is this a black owned restaurant? He was like, no, like <laughs> 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 like. Don't say that too loud to, <laughs> to discourage the other all the millions of black people that come in here thinking it that it's a black oh, owned wow. restaurant. So my point is I'm with you, I, I'm that okay. everybody tie this back in the shots fired. No, I get it. This is I'm <laughs> tying this into at. shots fired because you said that you didn't know if it would be different in the South, and I'm saying the mentality yeah. of I lived some in people. South Carolina, yeah, because you okay. can go, you can go right now somewhere now this, in the South, and then you'll feel like it's 1943. And that, that's my point. Yeah. And I'm. I'm I'm not oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's your no point. Doubt. That's yeah, my that was point. Your point. I said earlier, right? right. I think that there, there's a, there's a, there's a footprint of yes. what we're watching that's mm-hmm. universal, but not all, all of, of it, it, right? Absolutely. And it would be different whether you were in Oklahoma, because you don't want to get me started on Oklahoma. Oh, I went to school or, in Oklahoma. That's, oh, that's the first right. place someone yes. called me the N word. Right. Right. Shout out to yeah. the University of Oklahoma. Or if you are in a California, or but that the way some of those things and those stereotypes are, we know those transcend. Yeah. No matter Everywhere. where we are, Absolutely. right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. But you're right. I lived in um South Carolina. Yeah. Um and it is it's different. It's, it's very different. It's I don't know if it's the mindset, but also too, I had this conversation with a friend of mine when you look at the black community, um there's a church liquor store, church liquor store. So kind of that numb yourself with Jesus or numb yourself with alcohol because mm. we know what we're doing to your community. That's so great. Boom! Okay, have that, at it. That quote right there, I like that. You need to <laughs> put that on the social. <laughs> Which the, one? The, Numb yourself. Numb yourself. For, say it again. With, with Jesus That's or alcohol? alcohol. Yeah, I think that Numb that yourself. that would be the 
the the persona of what this this I feel like the city is. Yeah. In Shots Fire. The yeah. setting of it. Mm. Yeah, I like that's why I liked it. It stand out to me. Like this yeah. that could be a theme. That was mm-hmm. good. Numb yourself. Yeah. Numb yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um so the interesting thing, I know you wanted to talk about it. Hopefully we could get to it. Um Talking about the um, the perceptions and kind of how they're playing with all of them. Well, we see yeah. Preston mm. uh, and his dad. Like he's really excited. His dad is coming. This is a case that's gonna, you know. But did really you see the dynamics of? Oh my goodness! With, like when him and his dad, or no, when his dad walked into the hotel, right? The dynamic of Preston and his dad versus when this. Oh, when the other son, Maceo, in the car, yeah, and and the, yeah nice, the fast, fast orange fast car, and he Ferrari. walks in and the whole hugging and the yes. high five or yeah. whatever they did and the other was completely just so completely different. different right he was like take my bags yeah, yeah. Son. Bell like boy. it was bellboy bell like boy. yeah yeah from Yale bellboy which <laughs> is interesting because I think one of the the, um, the lines that we talked about was he said you know because Preston obviously was disappointed that he didn't get a chance to spend time with his dad and his brother the Maceo uh, Terry NFL star uh, gets more of his dad's time and his dad Later on, we see him saying, oh, the World Series. You know, this is my right. World Series. And his dad was like, son, I hate to bust your bubble, but. I wonder why the World, World Series. Series example. Well, because. Because he played baseball, yeah, he right? Was, baseball would have, no, the Preston. Oh, that's right. Preston. Yeah. Preston. Yeah. I was thinking baseball. Preston played football, but you're right. He yeah. played baseball. Mm-hmm. That's right. So but you had an interesting point yeah. that you wanted to share. Yeah, well, from- I just, that, the dynamic of what Preston is going through is so real and it's such an unfortunate contradiction in African-American society, especially mm-hmm. among men. Yes. Um, so we see, we see it because he has a more, in some, in some eyes, a more stable success in something that can, mm-hmm. can be wealth. You know, it could, it could be something he passes down. He ha- he'll have something to pass down to generation yep. to generation. But even not only his brother, not only Corey was a little kid that like, mm-hmm. you know, is represented as someone that could look up to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but his father, all of these people are different level, different types of black men who don't value stable education. Absolutely. More or less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that I'm, I'm very happy that they're tackling that in the show because oh, it's such an unfortunate reality. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at the, when he said, what's your shelf life? I'm like, that is a very real thing because when you're talking about NFL players, like they get hit. That movie concussion yeah. was huge and it totally makes sense. Like I know someone who was out on the field that played in the NFL and he was knocked unconscious. Like he was paralyzed. He yeah. was like, I couldn't even... He was like, I could f- tell myself to move, but I couldn't move. Yeah. Um, so that's a very real thing. But the shelf life of a lawyer, uh, well, he could like, be a judge. But isn't that, there's definitely truth to that. Absolutely. In and it's sad truth. But isn't that the same thing, regardless of color, how we respect school teachers? Yes. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Good point. So yeah. it's it's two sides of that. It's something that we see that's a real thing that transcends across multiple yeah. communities. Yeah. Oops, sorry about that, you know. Hey, Paula. Um, <laughs> and, special, um, now we got a special guest. Put him on, yeah. the, <laughs> that was, on the phone. That was my mama. Hey, um, <laughs> but we do see, you know, we don't even value, mm-hmm. you know, school, school teachers. teachers or nurses. nurses. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of those roles that are so important that are nurturing Mm-hmm. Um, in so many different ways, we do the exact same thing. So. That's true. But then if you look at kind of like the education system in our country, it is definitely um, something that we don't value. Yeah. We don't value Period. education. We don't value. In- we got to talk about the the prison We'll get to oh that scene. Goodness, oh, yeah. my goodness. I wish that, I could get in on that, too. Okay, I think but it, you got to. think it's about that time. As special guest, you know, I can leave when I want. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and bounce. you leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got we to gotta, uh, check us out on Blackish after yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you did that. In there. You I got to go watch it. But thank you for I love you guys. This Talking about episode. stereotypes. <laughs> right? He was like, let me plug my other show. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll right. see you guys next week. Yes. Thank you, D'Angelo. Thank you. Um... So, Paula, the the next scene is Preston trying to do... We see them kind of like Preston is doing his own kind of mini investigation and so is uh, Ash. Ash. They're yeah. both trying to like figure out, which is interesting because at the beginning of the show, he was not willing. He was straight like, I got to figure out what happened to... Um, Jesse, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I want to say Joey, Joey for the Don't white boy, right. and they switched how they did the it. names. Right, I'm totally I like, know. 
Yeah, no, that's it threw me. It threw me again today. Yeah. I kept going. Wait a minute. Who are we talking? Yeah, yeah. Because Jesse, that was that was my great grandfather's name. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like hmm, interesting. But just, it's another one of those um, stereotypes where we're kind of pitting. Yes, we're supposed to be on the same team. Yeah, but we don't support one another. Absolutely. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So you see, kind of that them playing with, you know, not really trusting each other, and mm-hmm. even her. Uh, speaking of Maceo and the dad, since we just talked about that yes. with him, when Maceo comes to her hotel room. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Completely like the polar opposite yeah. of, you know, he calls her a groupie. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, who's I love standing that. at whose, yeah, whose door? door? Yeah, I'm going like, to treat you like a random. If you want to act like that, that's how I'll treat yeah. you. And she said, that's kind of hard to do when you're standing at, you're standing my, at my door. door. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think he's going to end up really liking her. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to end up really liking him mm-hmm. eventually. Maybe not anytime soon, but I yeah. see that coming down the line. Because she is like... Did he? I think he said you have issues or something. He said something about I don't look so good when I'm sober either. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how he did it. Which did. is very interesting. I was like, they are playing with so many different yeah. stereotypes because you see him kind of like. And I think what is it about people sometimes when you tell them no, that they really he's, he's someone who's who's used, used to, to getting what he way. wants absolutely whenever he wants yeah, however whoever. he wants whatever time he wants yep. you see just even with his parents right yep. oh that's true yeah. yeah so he doesn't know no he's yes. offended when you tell him no absolutely. so it becomes a well and then the phone call right so the the father calls Preston yes and I thought he was talking about a little two year old well, you know your brother uh, so they lost. Yeah, two fumbles. Two fumbles. Okay. You act like he got paralyzed on the field. I know. <laughs> and uh uh it's inside his head. So I just you know, I just <laughs> What? I was like, what kind of <laughs> you know, here's your son who's invited you to an event with the governor, and how often does that happen? Never. And then you're going to stand him up for that. Well, he he tell the truth. He wanted to get them Cam Newton pictures. Yes, that's it. <laughs> he was like, you just want to see Cam. He said, I want to see Cam. Yeah, forget <laughs> about you. I know. In, in this case, yeah. who cares about that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we see this. This is one of my other favorite lines <laughs> that um, Ash said when she was at the juke joint. So they find out like one of the things that they could agree on is basically that whoever leaked that videotape, that's who the person is, you know, trying to either mm-hmm. indict him or get him out of mm-hmm. the police force. And so uh, they talk to Officer Beck's father mm-hmm. and he tells him it's Junior. And they even he makes the nephew or Junior sound like he's like this seedy character. You could catch him at this club and I don't know if you want to go over there, that right. kind of thing. Right. Um and so when they finally find him, mm-hmm. Ash. Oh, playing pool. Yeah. Playing That's pool. Right. And it's not like they were doing anything bad. I'm like, I know. What were they doing? They were playing music and playing pool. It's right. Like, I thought I thought the way he set that up, it's like, okay, they're going to have to go. be selling drugs, drugs or something. Yeah. Prostitution. Yeah. Like, what is happening? But they were just playing, playing just pool. Playing pool. Mm-hmm. And, and it even, wasn't really a club club, it right? It was like just, a honky tonk. It's kind of like a recreational That's what it looked like to place. me. Yeah. But I was laughing because even her demeanor towards him was very, like, in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when she grabs his hand and she says, don't be basic. Like, don't be basic. Yeah. I was like, dang. Like, she's such a dude. Well, and you know, it was interesting. I thought Preston's comment was interesting because, I don't, you know, they got into the whole discussion when they got outside about mm-hmm. how... Um, you're going to follow the law. And she was like, he put his hands on me. Yeah, but yes. you weren't in any danger. I was like, what? But his hands weren't supposed to be on her. Period. Exactly. So it shocked me that that was A his line. response. Yeah. 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 Which is very interesting because I think he doesn't like, I think he probably likes her, but he's chosen the other girl. I just uh, see that as just Sarah. a fling. Sarah. I don't know. I see it as like they're it's convenient. Both, it's convenient. And I think sometimes people often use sex to get over whatever thing that they don't really want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And for him, I see it as his dad just left him. His dad didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And so what I he mean, tends to go to her after he's been rejected. Exactly. Yeah. So he goes to her after he's been rejected. And the same thing with um, 
Ash. Like, she ended up sleeping with uh, Maceo mm-hmm. after she got drunk, after she found found out that she, her daughter might be taken away from her. Right. So you kind of right. see that same kind of thing. But I really think either they like each other once they start trusting each other or she's going to really like the brother. Because I kind of like the brother when he was like, you sexy, but your eyes are real sad. I can't see her with Preston because he's too, mm, she needs a stronger the brother is a strong. At the end of the day, the brother, brother is, is stronger, stronger, right? Yeah, yeah, He's more sure. aggressive for sure. For and sure. she would need someone aggressive. She would push Ash around. Yeah. I mean, uh, Preston Mace. around. You think she would push? I think Ash would push Preston, Preston around. Mm-hmm. I think Mace is more aggressive, and she needs to be in that more aggressive relationship. Oh no, that's what I was. I agree yeah. with you. I yeah. definitely think I could see her and Maceo, mm-hmm. the brother, together. Together, yeah, because. I think he needs a little bit of reality check. Like, don't everybody right. like you like you think She brings that for him. She, she brings that balance. She brings that. Yes. I'm going to pull air with my right. hands. Right. Mm, like, you ain't that important. And Preston needs someone that's probably like Sarah. That's impressed to be with him. Uh, you know? Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> just my two cents. What yeah, do I no, know? No, that, that's I've only been in a relationship for a while. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody's listening to you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so then um, Ash uh, talks to Caleb, the best friend, which I think is so interesting that his best friend, oh, the white guy Caleb uh, Brooks, is the officer's name. So. Ash goes to him and says, who leaked the tape? Because now they realize that Junior didn't actually sell the video. And he's kind of like, I wish I would have because all these people keep roughing me up about this video that I never had. Well, and then they get this dig in there, too, right, where he says... I was arrested. No, when the cousin says, um, you're getting everything you deserve. So now what's the... What's that about? Yeah, what's the dynamics between the cousins? Well, the I mean, it's I'm sure it has a little bit to do with what the father said about the cousin. Yeah, he's at the you know you don't want to go to that mm-hmm. side of town like that kind of you know it's it's passed down like mm-hmm. how you feel about your relatives sometimes. You're right, it is. Um, so I think in in that instance, I was just like, man, you see kind of all of these stereotypes being played out. Every situation. In every situation. And so the situation with Caleb and Officer Beck, I think is so interesting because he's like, oh no, he's my best friend. But did you really have something to do with it? Because sometimes I think even like, who said that in this particular? Oh, uh, Ash said it. She was like, Oh, when she was talking to the lieutenant at the mm-hmm. football game. And she oh, was yeah, like, yeah. Is, that was a is great he family? Right. If he's family, the family is the person, the people that could hurt you the most. Right. Yeah. And so I think in uh, Caleb saying that he's his best friend and, you know, we kind of see them like roughing up Junior. Right. Uh, I wonder, is he really the best friend? Because sometimes people don't know like what they intuitively think about you and how they feel about you, but mm-hmm. it comes out in actions. It may not come out in words, right. but I just think that that's interesting because I'm like, oh, my best friend's black. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not racist. My right. best friend's black. Right. Really? Right. That's right. like no, me. It's not my best friend's black. I know a black person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... Have they ever even been to your house? house well, right. no, but I know one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we talk about the football game? No, we didn't. I was going to see. That kick? Yeah, right? that kick. Oh, so yeah. the lieutenant's oh, yes. daughter mm-hmm. is on the football team, yes. and she's a kicker. Yes. And the blocker, mm-hmm. African-American Tommy. male, yeah, I Tommy. it was funny. His name was Tommy. Oh, <laughs> God, I didn't catch that. Oh, my Tom. God. They didn't. They just <laughs> just slamming them. They are there. slamming it everywhere. I didn't even catch that. So he says, the father, who's the volunteer uh-huh. coach, right? Because that's what she called him. Hey, volunteer coach. Um, he says uh, to the blocker, "You better block what her like you're black." A double S S. Life if you don't block, on it. if if you don't yeah I'm gonna kill you pretty yeah. much was what yeah said. you better block her like you're black bleep dependent mm-hmm. on it and mm-hmm. if you don't I'm gonna kill you and the daughter overhears it yeah so then there is a later scene with the father and the daughter I where she says scene. I heard your comment and it's racist and it's racist and he goes I didn't say it because he was black I just said it because he's I wanted big. him to block you and he's big 
Okay, that's <laughs> it's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then he tries to cover it up by, by saying, saying, You're white at right, right to the daughter. Mm-hmm. Which, and then he lets her go on, go to the party to cover himself, to cover himself. Yeah, like, that was like, a no, cover, no, yeah. No, go to the party, yeah. yeah. I'm not racist. That was, I thought that was interesting, yeah. I love that scene that mm-hmm. she checks him. I think she gonna end up dating Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I see that coming. That's the party she went uh, to. And we'll see then what he thinks about Tommy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was actually... I didn't catch that name. Oh, my goodness. That's, I, that's the first thing that's I said. Good. Tommy. Oh, okay. They're really trying to go for it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and I love the scene where they're going to... Uh, we have, we got to talk about this. So, the governor's, I guess... I don't know if it was her oh, event. Fundraiser. Richard, the fundraiser, Richard Dreyfus. First time we see Richard Dreyfus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was interesting, too, when he's telling this okay. story. Where are you going? Because there was something that just, like, blew me away when we were watching that. I, first of all, I thought it was, there were a couple of things that I thought were interesting about this scene. The first was he talked about his dad... Uh, not being able to read and how he signed was that funny? on the document. And I'm like, that sounds I want like, to say, was he a um, slave? Was, like, right. was he... Well, I, I, where but were they going with it? That was good. The, that was a good I plan. I was so interested. Like, where are they going, going with, with that? Mm-hmm. Because that's so many African-American stories. Right. You see how his story ended up. Because now you have this house mm-hmm. that was probably built on slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this business Mm -hmm. that you're now able to open Mm -hmm. up a quote-unquote privatization. Girl, that prison got me. When I looked on that table, because they did a great job of not really letting you, you saw it from a top, right? From a top view. And until they did, (laughs) and they, oh my God, when they dropped that camera on the front and you saw the the walls and the guys, oh my God. But he was like, we're going to build a school, a trade school in a farm. Yeah. And it's just going to be... In a hospital. In a hospital, it's going to be like... Uh, and the walls are higher, and it's bigger, and we're going to lock them all up. Lock, lock, like, lock them all up. Yeah. Like, that's what, we're, that's what we should do. Anyway, so, yeah, speaking of 13th... Uh, they Abel had Duvernay's, to have... I would have loved to have been in the writer's room. Oh, my gosh. Whoever came up with that idea is, like, genius. Because they that, had to sit down and just make a list of all of these stereotypes stereotypes, and just yeah. the ignorance that you encounter with these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there had to be just a massive, massive. list yeah, yeah, because yeah. we've only seen two episodes, but right. my God. They've already hit them <laughs> What's all. been in the two episodes yeah. is incredible, right? It, which was interesting, too, because when Preston walks in the door to that event, mm-hmm. he says, I think she introduces him to a doctor, a chef, and a reverend. And there's something with those three things, which is interesting because the hospital, uh, I'm surprised they'll probably have a church at the <laughs> private prison too, where the reverend's going to come. Mm-hmm. And those are all the donors and $25,000 a, a plate. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this stuff really happens yeah, where is. people are paying that much yes. money for networking slash doing business. Access. Yeah. It's all access. about access. Absolutely. It's all Absolutely. Who you know. It's all about totally. it, you know. Yeah. So that scene was was very uh, interesting mm-hmm. to me. Uh, that I love that they're actually bringing that kind of uh, information to the forefront. That that's something we don't necessarily talk about. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then let's see. Corey is missing, and ooh, Corey's this was missing. Corey is missing. Mm-hmm. And conversation with the sheriff and Preston. The, yes. Yeah. And Preston goes to ask him a question. And life is a little bit like playing chess sometimes mm-hmm. because he knew exactly where that conversation was going to go. And I love, like, I'm so not good at that, but I'm getting better since I've been hanging out with you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. <laughs> but I love how the officer, I mean, the lieutenant, no, the sheriff. He's the sheriff. The sheriff Platt. Yeah. I love how he says, like, are you basically telling me how to do my job mm-hmm. kind of thing? Like, are you questioning me? Like, make a list and then I'll I'll, I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. You haven't looked into it. How long has right. uh, Joey Campbell been gone? So, but what Preston knew, right, mm-hmm. and you could, you know, he could have went out and bet his house on, was that you were going to go over my head and call my boss. 
And I want you to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want you to because I need this on record. Yep. And you're going to do what I know you're going to do. And what you're going to do is call my boss because you're offended that I've asked you something. And you're trying to cover your tracks. So you're going to try to throw me under Under the the bus. bus. Mm -hmm. But I need you to get this on record. Yep. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thanks. Good move. That was really good. That was super, super smart. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think kind of uh, the end of the scene, Pastor Janae... uh, we find them kind of talking to, um, I guess, when Ash and Preston were going, we kind of see the end. The end of the scene is where she uh, gets a call from the mm-hmm. governor's office. Right. And we see that little sneaky, sinister mm-hmm. look that she had. And we want, I want to know, like, what it is. I still have hope, but maybe that's just me. Do we have 10 episodes, right? We have, we have 10, 10, episodes, 10 episodes. So we got eight more left. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. curious. A lot of twists and turns. I mean, a lot of twists there's, and turns. You can't figure out anything right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they keep introducing stuff at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, introducing a lot of new stuff. And yep. um, I don't think we'll see any, well, maybe a few more new characters, but not necessarily characters that'll live with us for the rest of the season. I think yeah. we've pretty much seen the been introduced to all mm-hmm. of them um, in these first two shows, but there's just like so many issues that they just keep yes. throwing in there. There's no telling where they plan on going with this. And you know what we forgot to talk about when Officer Beck and his wife are watching, he's getting ready to go and he's taking their sons. Mm-hmm. And this is another interesting Oh, when she's too. watching it on television and he walks in the room and turns yes. the TV off. Yeah. And then she says they're going to crucify him. Crucify him, which I think is interesting. Then we got the Black, black Jesus, Jesus Yeah, the play on, yeah. Uh, the, the play on Black Jesus. But then we see um, Shamika at the end where she talks to Ash and she says, do you have kids? Mm-hmm. And Ash says, yes, I have a daughter. And she said, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so, it was so profound. I was like, man, like to think that because you have two boys, Mm -hmm. the stress and the anguish as a black mother worrying about your boys. Right. And what that feels like and the difference between having a daughter, which is, it was like. It's completely different. Completely different. I can attest to that. It's completely different because I. I have an only son and my sister has an only daughter and mm. it's night and day. Our conversations and things that we've, we've dealt with, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could only imagine, but I also think too, depending on, and that that's the sad part about it. Like it used to be like, oh, if you live in the South, then you might have more to worry about. But mm, no, <laughs> those days are or gone. gone. Bye bye. Those good yeah. old days. Those, you talk yeah. about good old days. But it's also interesting too, because what D'Angelo was talking about, his generation. Right. And how his generation, like I feel like, they are the generation that I think is going to have to do something mm-hmm. about what is happening in this country because what's yeah. going to be left. Yeah. So. It's really sad. All the things that we hear about and see um, for a while there almost every day there was something happening. And then, you know, there still is. I was going to say, I we just don't you, know about we're, it. We're not, we don't know about it. If we, and we've been a little bit desensitized with absolutely everything was, on social media. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't been on social media. I'm like, mm-hmm. I refuse to keep being bombarded with these images of this, mm-hmm. this, this, so that I'm so desensitized. Cause I was telling somebody, a friend of mine, uh, when I was driving like to Silver Lake and I hadn't been to his house in a while. Mm-hmm. And when I, went like underneath the bridge there's like this whole community of the homeless over there homeless people and i'm like how can you drive by this every every day day?" i was like this wasn't here four years ago Mm -hmm. when the last time i came with you i was like this wasn't here i was like how do you do that but again i think it's very similar to seeing that stuff over and over and over again that you get so desensitized to it. And it's everything, right? It's it's positive yep. and negative because yeah, absolutely. people will say, how, how many times do you go to the beach? And you forget sometimes you even live this close to the ocean. Yep. Like so I go, oh my God, I need to, I haven't go been to, to the beach. Yes, yeah, that's right? so true, Paula. And so it's positive things and negative yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah. it's scary that we let something like a life the loss of a life, yeah. right, mm-hmm. um, get to that extremes mm-hmm. because we 
we see it and we're posting about it yeah. so much on social media. Yeah. So there are so there are great things that happen because we can do that real time on social media. Right. But then there are these negative things that also follow it and we haven't um, found the balance yet. Absolutely. At all. And finding the balance is nowhere in sight right now. It's not. And it's so funny too because I was talking to a friend of mine and she's, you know, a businesswoman and a mother and a wife and um, she's like, no, I have ADD. And I was like, do you really have ADD? <laughs> or is it because we have these things called cell phones that have mm-hmm. literally everything, apps, your phone numbers. Like, we don't even remember phone numbers anymore. Like, right. think about, we had to remember. I know. We don't do that Or anymore. spell check. Spell check. That's you don't so even true. remember how to spell anything. You yes. just kind of sort of type it yes. in. Like, I think it's kind of, and then, <laughs> you know, option. Not even just one word, but like options now That's pop true. up, That's right? So true. Um, and uh, you're right. Remembering telephone numbers mm-hmm. or um, vocabulary words, like how to spell. They, they slid in a word. I was like, I'm going to have to look that word up. I was reading something not too long ago on um, where they were saying they don't think that English should be a requirement anymore because kids um, are using spell check no they're texting everything wow and so there's this shortened um, messaging that's Mm -hmm. happening where the kids in school today struggle with a complete sentence oh wow yeah and I'm reading this article and I'm thinking, can this be real? So what do you do when you're in the business world? But that's mm. what it's turning into. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was, anyway. I was trying to, she said a word, um, illmatic in this episode. Mm. Uh, and I'm trying to think of how it pertains to something. I was like, illmatic? Mm. What? The- Ash used it? Yeah, Ash used it. Um uh, that's the name of Nas's <laughs> album that was released April 19th, <laughs> 1994. But I'm trying to find the definition of the word. Um, definition, there we go. Um, meaning beyond ill or the ultimate was a reference to... Uh, okay, that's still... This is an urban word. Uh, it's Urban Dictionary. Okay. Um the slang in, in early, yeah, it's Nas. Nas. What was she so saying? How did she use it? I can't remember, can't but I thought it was really interesting. I think she was either talking to Maceo. I can't remember, but I was okay. like, I'm, I'm going to have to look that word up. But okay. that's, it's a, an urban word that it looks like Nas may have used. Hmm. And it's interesting that they found a it, way to work, a it, way into to the work it into shots fired, which I think is so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting yep. season because they're throwing so many different, like making you think about relationships, friendships, perceptions, uh, prejudice versus racist. Because I love that the little girl called her dad. She was like, "That's racist." Because I think we're now in a time where we question whether something is racist, mm-hmm. whether it's prejudice. Like we question it more because it's a conversation that's come up because of the times that we live in now. That right. I thought that that was interesting that she checked her dad. Like that's racist. Mm-hmm. Like you don't say my white, even though he tried to. Like no, no, no. Look. And we, we do that all the time. Like, no, 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 I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not. I didn't yeah. really mean it. See, look, yeah. I could call you white. Right. <laughs> right. Which is interesting, too, because those two words, white and black. Don't have the same. They don't have mm-hmm. the same meaning. And it's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, sometimes they people don't They don't drum know. up the same emotions. Absolutely, they right. don't. And even not even just the same emotion. Like, if you Google the word white and Google the word black. Right, right. Completely two different things. And then I was looking at... Um, I think it was Despicable Me and the guy, the cartoon. You see oh, yeah. the, the bad guy, he wears black and then it's the scarf around. Like he looks, you know, he's bald. But mm-hmm. then the good guy, it's the new movie coming out. The good guy has blonde hair and he wears white and he has a white scarf on. So right. just like, it's so interesting how we don't realize how programmed we are. Those subtle. To, those subtle yeah. things mm-hmm. are being programmed to. What's interesting too, because I always think about um, one of the few times that you'll hear black used in a very positive way in the business industry is 
the day after Thanksgiving because that's when most oh, retailers go in the black, right? That's why it's called Black Friday because yeah, they go in the black. Yeah, I was wondering. means they're making a profit. Ah, but that's the only time they use it. But who is the biggest consumers of most goods anyway? Blacks. Black people. Yeah. Uh, that's why I wish we were smarter shoppers and really used our voices more mm-hmm. effectively and positively. But that's a whole other Another, conversation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we won't solve that one. We're not going to solve that one. But I feel like we we opened up some doors, and hopefully, this show I think is yeah. going to continue to make people look at themselves and reflect. And I think on, that's the whole point, right? The yes. whole point is we should be comfortable mm-hmm. saying and and having conversations and, and being able to say some of the things that we've talked about because. A lot of times um, when you start that conversation, people, mm-hmm. shut like, down. they shut down, like, Absolutely. oh, I don't know if we should have this. But the only way you move past it, the only way you grow, the only way you mature mm-hmm. and you learn to love your neighbor is you've got to be willing to listen and put yourself in their position. Yes. And we can't do that if we can't share with one another openly. Yes. And I think that's one of the great things that, you know, I would think they had to have had that conversation in the writer's room about Absolutely. this show. Absolutely. Was how do we put it all on the table? We're not holding any any punches back. We're putting mm-hmm. it all on the table because we want people to have dialogue about it. That's mm-hmm. progress. Dialogue is progress. And I hope that that's the thing, too, because you're talking about a show like, like shots fired on Fox with a sh- network that has Empire and it has mm-hmm. stars and it has Rosewood. Mm-hmm. So I hope this gets a broader audience so that, you know, it's a conversation that people are having. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. That's what I hope. That's, that's a good point. Well, I point. hope good so. Point. Yeah. We'll be, oh, <laughs> I won't be here next week. I know. I know. So I'll see you guys. Yes. The following the following week. week. Yeah. So yes. you guys will hold it down for me. Yes. Uh, so thank you guys for watching, yes. and this is Shots Fired After Buzz TV. I'm Madison Chase. You could find me on Twitter at Madison Chase Fit, on Instagram Madison Chase Fitness, and then on YouTube if you're streaming live and you want to leave comments. One Mad Chase, and I'm Paula Bryant Ellis, and you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at P Bryant Ellis. That's P Bryant Ellis. Boom. All right. It's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, I like it. Lots to talk about. Tons to talk about. Yep. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.